Since Toriyama, Toriyama just seems to be a, a good chill boy. Guy. Yeah, he just, just seems chill. <laughs> yeah, he's just a chill guy who hates doing work. Yeah, well, something we can all get behind. Yeah, you know, except like, we're like, but wait, your job is just making Dragon Ball. And he's like, yeah, fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, Why do I have to draw this stupid kid's monkey tail? I'm yeah. not anymore. <laughs> I'm getting rid of that fucking monkey tail. <laughs> it's pulled yeah. off, it's gone, but it just came back. Mm -hmm. Fuck! Here's Toyotaro. He was making fan art. He could do this. I don't fucking give a fuck. <laughs> Just send me the check. Yeah. <laughs> Although now I think I know he's involved. They're making that movie next year, and he's like writing the script for that, like he did for Broly. Ooh. I don't know how involved he is in the manga at this point. I I don't know enough about the manga's current production to be able to say. His name is still on it as a writer, like not just like created by. Mm -hmm. So. But that could mean anything. Yeah, that could be literally anything. Yeah, it could just be Toyotaro writes it, shows it to him, and he just kind of goes like, hmm, and then that's it. All right. Not what, not what I do. <laughs> <laughs> not what I do, but nay. Hey. He just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Toyotaro just has to live with that. that. Like, he doesn't give him a note. <laughs> he just walks. He doesn't he just, give him suggestions. He walks over, glances over his shoulder, goes, hmm, and then walks away. <laughs> Toyotaro lives in constant agony. <laughs> Alright. Alright, here we go. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 39 of the World's Strongest Podcast. I'm your host, Zach, and these are my co-hosts, Chase. Hi, it's me. And Thomas. Uh, hello, it is I. And today, we're talking about episodes 105, 106, and 107 of Dragon Ball. What was that? We're getting... Okay, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> what was that about? Yeah, the the role of Thomas will be played by Jeff Goldblum God, today. If only. I know. I think I we made this joke on a previous podcast where you're like, yeah, just get people <laughs> to play us. <laughs> It'd be great. All right, but episode 105, just going to jump into it with Here Comes Yajirobe. And like, he's already here. He's but not he coming. He, he already made it. <laughs> Here but, he comes. <laughs> yeah. Also, in the recap on this episode, it felt like they used a different take for the uh, TV anchor. And I was disappointed when the recap didn't include the line of the TV anchor being like, will clothes drive you insane? Like, they just skip right past that. <laughs> yeah, how could they forget that pivotal scene from yeah. Mark of the Demon? <laughs> <laughs> but they kept the but, other one, which is Piccolo throwing up an egg. Yeah, well, they, that, they made that, sure to good. show us Piccolo fucking hawking a Look, child. If Luke you're you. talking about things that are important in Dragon Ball, clothes <laughs> driving you insane. They take them off all the time. There's no worry of anyone going insane in Dragon Ball from clothes problems. They get destroyed. But I am scared of Piccolo loogieing a child at me. But the miracle so, of birth? No, it is, is high up there. Yeah. Yeah, it is terrifying. Just objectively. I don't need someone to fucking throw an egg at me and go, that's my son, Flute. You're, he's going to kill you now. <laughs> that is just not what I fucking want in my know, life his name, anymore. His name is Symbol? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I'm how saying more this new hypothetical. This is like child. a hypothetical. Um, yes. Yeah, no, Symbol is going to get fucked up. Spoilers. 
And then but, fucking eaten. God. Yeah. <laughs> we're not there yet. Yeah, we're And not by with... Goku. <laughs> oh, yeah, I wanted to point out, in this episode, they do something with the title card that they've never done, which is, like, the title card is on just, like, a regular blue sky, and it's just, like, title of the episode, here comes Yajirobe. But then it actually, like, does a pan down from where the title was yeah. after it fades Ooh. out, and that's what the first shot of the episode, and I was like, that was... Like, and not needed, but it was kind of nice. I was like, oh, hey, especially watching so much of this show, like any little alteration, I'm like, ooh. Crumb so. of alteration. Man, the, sounds the like we fucking don't the like the show. The introductory song has not changed since episode one. It still has yeah, Deku like, running around in his bloogie, which he has not worn in years, both in the show and in GT, real time. <laughs> Well, in GT, he's wearing his end of Ziggy, which is like a blue top, but yellow pants. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, wait for some, di- wait until something different. Wait till GT. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, it is. Uh, we've mentioned it before, but I, I feel like it's, it comes up a lot. Just the idea that like most anime changes its theme song a lot. Like a lot of anime I can think of changes it almost every story arc, but. Dragon Ball, just one and done. They don't even change the animation. They're just like Mystical Adventure, which is still a bop, but I do skip it a lot now because I'm like, all right, I'm I'm fine. I can't believe you skipped it a Toriyama leans back in his chair, slapping his hands together. Toriyama, you've genius, you've done it again. Yeah, but the the only anime I can think of that sticks to a theme song this long, at least off the top of my head, is like Cowboy Bebop, which is one. They just have one. As well, but it's not—it's not even as long. Cowboy Bebop has ended by two times over, three mm-hmm. times. Oh yeah, over. no, Cowboy Bebop is only twenty-four. It gets to have right? one 26? theme song for twenty-four. <laughs> That's fine. Everyone's like, yeah. "Yeah, Dad, I get that." But motherfucker comes in and is like, "Don't want to run the let's run this whole thing past one hundred episodes." I'm like, change it up. <laughs> this is like I can, don't the Deep Space Nine intro for fucking Star Trek. I'm at like season five or six now. Same intro, and I'm like, we can change it a bit. We could do something else. And then someone's like, no, we need to save the money. Right. I mean, most like live action shows, especially 90% of just Western shows in general, just won't change their opener ever. I know. Like they're, anything they're about the opening. scared of change. The only show I can think of that did do it is like Game of Thrones. Like, and mostly just in season eight. And that's um, well, the no, one it, good it note. True Detective like has. The different, uh, it would go to the different locations. Oh, that's right. But it would yes, go to it was like the, the, same the places that were yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. I think it was like season eight was just when the changes were the biggest because they started doing like, oh, here's like where the White Walker army is like going through and all this other shit. But anyway, uh, back to Dragon Ball, <laughs> where this episode opens just right where we left off. Goku and Yajirobe staring each other down. Yajirobe? Yajirobe. I keep saying Yajirobe. That's Who not. Who cares? That's a weird pronunciation. Um, Who cares? Fuck you. Yeah. But they just stare each other down like a cloud passes overhead. The shadow like envelops Yajirobe and then goes away. And then he's like, hey, you stole my food, you dick. <laughs> like, well, to be more accurate, Rajirobe says, you stole my breakfast. Which he is. Says, yeah, I don't. Okay. Yeah, which is just established as how he says breakfast, which like So I I did look this up to try to figure out what's going on here. So this is exclusive English version, but I believe this comes from 
that Yajirobe, it's like what I'm theorizing is the idea. He speaks in like a specific Japanese accent, right? Like one their the areas there, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's like how he's done in the anime. And so I assume this is like them trying to like emulate that um, accent in some way to America. But but essentially try to establish word. that he has... Like Not on the strange Yandrobi speaks different than everyone else in this show. He says, like, he just speaks a little bit weird. I mean, he has the weird fucking thing. Where the voice they use from is is pitch perfect. But um, I, I know he speaks, like, slightly differently than everyone else in this show. He sort of, like, said, he just says things a bit weirder to me in my head. So maybe I'm going crazy, but I always assumed he spoke a bit differently, too. He kind of... Trying to, try to figure out what he says or like one in my head. Yeah, but I know. What you, yeah, he definitely does talk like a little different. Like it's just sort of like a, like he's much more casual, I suppose, in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah, <laughs> he calls I everybody like man. I think he has dude, sort of like a weird southern. Yeah, weird southern yeah. or like dude bro, where he'll be like supposed to or what you doing, which like other people won't say. I'm just thinking about Josh Roby in, in broad context. Of the show, like I'm, I like no one else will go like, "What you doing?" That's a ro- Yajirobeism, probably. Mm. Okay. Um, he kind of speaks yeah, like that. He's just very like familiar with people in some yeah. way, or just like non-formal, no fucks given kind of way. Yeah, I believe the Japanese bird. He has like a Nagoya accent, I believe is something. It's one mm. of it's a region which has a specific accent, I guess. Yeah, so they just were trying to like translate that over as best they could. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, I'm reading it right now. Here, he says, a dialect he speaks is often translated into Yajirobe speaking, which is his ain't, supposed to, or what mm. you doing. And also yeah. dropping sounds in certain words since it's the best way to convey the dialect. So he drops, mm. like, he says, breakfast instead of breakfast. He drops the F, the tist. I, I guess is there a way of saying how the dialect goes? To our English brains, it just sounds <laughs> fucking weird because it doesn't sound, there is no like real English like version of that, um, or like no English version that someone drops the weird breakfast thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's probably some way to convey it better, but I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I did not get it until I looked it up. Really. Oh yeah. Or I thought it was just some uh, weird bit. <laughs> same. But yeah, Goku is responds and he's just like prove it's your fish which i don't know man there's like no one else around and this thing was odd yeah this is some extreme terrible co-worker goku coming in (laughs) to which yajirobe is like what fight me (laughs) which i'm all i'm wholly on yajirobe's side through all this yajirobe is correct to be angry um goku is also just weirdly I say weirdly fixated on the fact that he threw a boulder at him, which sounds weird if I was talking about anyone else, but 90% of the time, Goku doesn't ever seem to register that things like this were meant to kill or hurt him. So I'm just like, this almost feels odd to me that Goku is this fixated on the fact that he threw a boulder at him. Yeah, this feels weirdly contrived. Yeah. Goku then sees the Dragon Ball around Yajirobe's neck, which, yeah, he's got like a little Dragon Ball necklace on. And he's like, oh, so you're working with the monsters. This is a huge Which leap of logic happening really here. Is. Yeah, because it's not the same Dragon Ball, but as we'll learn in a minute, Goku doesn't realize that yet. He thinks this is like the four-star ball. Um, 
and Yajirobe's like, I got no idea what you're talking about, but you stole my food, so let's fight. <laughs> so they have a, like, I know that you know that I know that you're a liar-ass circular argument mm -hmm. with one another. Uh, and then they start fighting. And you, this is when we realize Yajirobe is honestly a skilled fighter. Like, <laughs> he's, he's very physically strong, as we know, because he just threw a fucking boulder at Goku. But Go he's holding his own against Goku, and Goku's fed at this point, so Goku's <laughs> at full power. Yeah. yeah. Goku's eating food. He's stronger than you could even imagine. The tank is yeah. now full. I mean... Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know how much effort Goku is putting in here, but it doesn't seem like he's really holding back or would have a reason to, especially if he thinks Yajirobe is in league with Tambourine and Piccolo. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd imagine Goku would be going all out. Um, But yeah, Yajirobe even brings Goku down with a big-ass headbutt before Goku returns the favor because these are two thick-skulled idiots. Uh, Great time. Goku takes the upper hand from here, beating Yajirobe into a nearby rock face, and then starts, like, taunting Yajirobe. <laughs> it's being like, ah, you, you done? Yeah, bet you don't want that fish anymore, douche. <laughs> it's like, man, Goku's an asshole. <laughs> uh, but Yajirobe breaks himself out of the rocks with very little effort. Like, he, he just looks a little scuffed. Mm -hmm. uh, both fighters have, like, a little inner monologue moment where they're like, oh, shit, this guy's tough, like, to themselves. And then Goku, angrily, in his head, as they cut back to him, he's like, I still don't know what breakfast is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so fucking confused. Which is so fucking funny to me. <laughs> Hard cut to Tambourine, who's just humming a little tune to himself as he's checking his murder list <laughs> to see who he still has. He spends a moment looking at Jackie Chun, which I have to point out is just Jackie Chun. There is no picture of Roshi on this. Mm -hmm. um, and Yajirobe. Or not Yajirobe, Yamcha. Sorry, that was a misprint in my notes. <laughs> um, look, they both start with Ys. Bulma and the Z Fighters argue, trying to decide what will be safe, as you know, it cuts to them. Uh, Tien, Chaozu, and Roshi are about to head out on a jet to get the Dragon Balls, leaving everyone else behind. Yamcha's obviously like, man, I wish I could go with you guys, which, you know, his leg. And he's now wearing <laughs> a sick workout uniform as well. Right? Roshi asserts that Yamcha may be their last hope if everyone on the plane dies. God, that's a dark so, thought. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no pressure. Uh, Launch then threatens to shoot them all back to life if any of them dare die, <laughs> which makes Tien blush. They yeah, are very this... obviously trying to build some kind of romance between these two. It's such a weird moment. It's like, Yan, he's, I'll shoot you all back to life. Tien's like, oh. Oh, oh wow. Tien's like, I, uh, you, are you single? Yes, <laughs> this, this gets my penis going. Too bad you drop yeah. off the face of the earth for 15 years after this. She gets like a cameo <laughs> at the end of, during the Boo Saga. Drops off the face of the earth. <laughs> yeah, no, that's accurate. Uh, the three fighters then fly off with Turtle being like, I hope they come back okay. Bulma <laughs> then throws down a capsule, setting up Kame House in this new location. Uh, <laughs> she then sets to make a freezer capsule to preserve Krillin's body, which 
has to be smelling pretty foul by now. Yeah, they've been in the tropics. Yeah. That shit stinks. Right? Like, there's no way that that thing isn't, like, rotted. But I guess we, we'll see. Uh, cut to the pickle plane, where Pilaf tries to connect with Piccolo over his family album. Which ends up being animal ludes. It's like hippo porn, and I'm very confused as to this entire bit. Yeah. And yeah, then Piccolo... No, that's it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. how it gets explained. Yeah. <laughs> but... Then Piccolo is just fucking hardballing him, just staring directly into his soul, unmoving, no motion, which I love the dynamic between Pilaf and Piccolo. This is a weird bit, but just overall, the dynamic between these two is super funny to me. <laughs> um, Because that's when Piano just chimes in to reveal, oh, hey, he's asleep with his eyes open, something he can do really easily, especially when he gets bored, you know. As one does. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> uh, I'm just cut so to confused why he goes, I'm here to show you your family, um, you know, album, and it's just softcore pornography. I don't. This is, this is a animals. really weird presentation. Of animals. I have to really point out the animal part. Yeah, it's hippos. Yeah. Yeah, it's like sexy hippos. But, like, nothing sexy with the hippos, just they're in bikinis. But he's like, oh, yeah, brother. And everyone's like, oh, sire, you shouldn't. And then Piccolo's asleep. And I'm just like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening right now? Why is this a thing? And we immediately cut away after Piano I'm so glad Pilaf's like, like, how do I get in your good graces? And he's like, hey, brother, I found some porn. You want to wink um, to a pig? Thought you might be a little interested in this, my friend. <laughs> Um, he's just trying to connect. He's with an him. ultimate bro, but also the worst friend to have because <laughs> you never know when they're just gonna start talking to your other friend about porn, and you're like, "Fuck." Yeah, I know no, this guy's cool. I swear, please. I swear, <laughs> dude, dude. No double hard cut. Him. Yeah, no. Hard cut to Bulma and company with Bulma having finished her Krillin freezer, which. I, all I could think of is that this looks like the little glass box that they put, like, Snow White in, or Sleeping Beauty in, in that, like, cartoon. It does, cartoon. but more oblong. Yeah, like, more oblong and with some, like, sci-fi panels on it. Mm -hmm. uh, they rest Krillin's now smiling, somehow. Yeah, do you think, like, uh, I mean, corpse. the rigor Morse has got to set in by He's then. so they, happy like, had, They had to, like, push his cheeks up to make that smile. Yeah. And they just put his corpse in the pod. And everyone comments on how cozy he looks before Bulba shuts it and capsulizes it. Uh, Why is it in a and capsule? And she's like, I don't know, because it, it takes take up, up a lot that, of space. It doesn't space. take up that much space. They're not moving it anywhere. Why is this in a I capsule? I don't think they just want to stare at Krillin's corpse all the time. Just stick him in the closet. <laughs> I feel like that'd be even more disrespectful than what they end up doing, which mm. is... Shoving the capsule in Bulma's underwear drawer. Oolong makes some kind of crack. I forget what he specifically says. Uh, I think he said, Bulma, yeah, I'm sure he'd really enjoy just being in your bloomers. He doesn't even make like a perverted joke. He's just like, yeah, this is a weird place to put him. And then Bulma pulls yeah. out a mallet-ass mallet and tries to hit him with it. Yeah, I love that Bulma now just has this like Looney Tunes-ass acme mallet that she pulls <laughs> out of literal hammer space anytime she needs it. It's in a capsule. Yeah. Cut to symbol coming in on the Dragon Ball's location. Probably Yajirobe's. Yajirobe yeah. and Goku are now just chatting. And they, like, share each other's names. 
He's like, I'm Goku. I'm Yajirobe. Yajirobe's a stupid name. Goku's a stupid name. And then they start fighting again. Nobody makes fun of my name. Uh, yeah. Goku then gets a better look at the Dragon Ball, realizing it's the one star, not the four star. He's like, wait, when'd you get this? He's like, oh, I found it in the jungle like three years ago. And Goku's like, oh, oh, this is, I've made a big goof. <laughs> oh, my. Ha-ha. My bad. Oopsie. Sorry, I tried Yajirobe, to kill you. Yeah, Yajirobe is still rightfully pissed about the fish. Uh, but then that's when Goku's like, hey, there's a monster over there in points, and there's Simple Hello, flying I'm in. here now, too. Which, at first, Goku thinks Simple is tambourine, so he's getting ready to, like, fight him. Which is and weird, because Goku, lands. I feel like, remembers how people look okay. And yeah. I'm gonna be honest, Simple and tambourine... Just don't look that same. Yeah, they're both <laughs> weird green flying monsters. Yeah, from far away, maybe. If he confused Symbol for fucking Giren, I'd be like, alright, understood, makes sense. But for Tambourine, like, Symbol's like a giant fucking prehistoric reptile. Tambourine is like a green man. With wings. <laughs> With wings. A fair it's point. the wings. Yes, the wings that really throw Goku off the whole <laughs> other middle section. That's just fucking flavor text. Yeah. Symbol <laughs> lands across from them and demands the Dragon Ball. And that's when Goku's like, wait, no. No, that ain't tambourine. Yajirobe. <laughs> figured this one out. <laughs> yeah. Yajirobe tells Symbol to ask nicely as Symbol realizes that Yajirobe is wearing the Dragon Ball. Goku's like, oh, he's got to be, oh, he's working with Tambourine. Oh, okay, now I'm ready to fight. Uh, <laughs> and then Goku, like, I can't remember, like, Yajirobe asked him about it. Goku does, like, his best description of Tambourine, like, fucking with his own face to be like, he's got like this, and his mouth's like yeah, this, right. and he looks like this. He's, like, pulling his and, eyes and mouth and everything to try yeah. and pantomime what he looks like. Yeah, to uh, Symbol and Yajirobe, which... Symbol's like, oh, that's Tambourine, which this is the I first time Goku's heard his love name. love Symbol's <laughs> response going, yeah, yeah, that's Tambourine. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that fucker. Then Yajirobe's like, yeah, I'm still not giving up the ball. Yajirobe and Goku then disagree over who gets to kill Symbol. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide to rock, paper, scissors over who gets it. Symbol is, like, livid. <laughs> um... <laughs> He's just like, what, you're just, you're, what, just fight me. Why are you doing this? <laughs> and then Symbol's like, and you're not even playing rock, paper, scissors right. You pick dynamite. That always wins. <laughs> Which, Symbol doesn't know how to play rock, paper, scissors, but Symbol's also like an hour and a half old. He's at also most. not wrong. Yeah, he's also, <laughs> he understands rock, paper, scissors at the, to the same degree a fifth grader does. So his intelligence hmm. has grown remarkably quickly. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's going to surpass Goku in the next five to ten minutes, and it will terrify us. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, Yajirobe wins with paper, so he's up. Will Goku even get to fight? <laughs> Who the fuck you know? Yajirobe goes, ha, I beat you. Paper wraps around rock. Goku responds, I know. And it's just so funny to me. <laughs> These two are just fucking dumb morons. They're both it's just, just like, yeah, you see, this is why paper... I know why paper wins. <laughs> it's very, very rarely good. Goku gets to respond like, I get it, I know. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, Yajirobe is feeling pretty cocky and also is like, I'm going to eat you <laughs> to symbol, which Why? I was like, fuck. That is I'm glad they're move. making, they're, hey, he's a, he's a somewhat fat character. You got to give him the fat character traits, right? That he's got to eat. He's no matter what. It's foods on site. He's got to eat yeah. the sentient dragon man that he's about to beat up. Though fairly, he is also like Goku hungry right now for his food was just stolen by a Goku. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, yeah, that's just how it happens sometimes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Get fucked, Yajirobe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes for the first hit, Yajirobe does, and gets smacked back. And Yajirobe gets up and he's like, why am I meeting so many strong people today? Hold on. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> he gets smacked back next to Goku. Who's like standing there with his arms crossed in kind of a you want I should help big you want I should help buddy kind of face. And I just love the kind of condescending, hmm, don't you want some help now? Pose that Goku has going on. Oh, it's very good. But I do love Yajirobe just being like, Man, why am I just meeting so many strong guys today? <laughs> it's fucking weird. Uh and then yeah, and that he's getting smacked around by all of them. But he just kind of marches back towards the fight. <laughs> and then lands a huge hit to Sybil's head. So Sybil's like, ah, fuck it. And just starts charging up a key blast in his hand and starts shooting them just rapid fire at Yajirobe. Yajirobe manages to dodge. Goku again is like, sure you don't need my help? <laughs> Yajirobe's like, no, I got this. <laughs> so he's like dodging. Yeah. Before putting one hand on his katana's hilt. Oh, I guess I should mention Yajirobe has a katana. I feel I don't know if I've mentioned this or not, but Yajirobe just has a katana on its side. Yeah, if you want to uh, describe Yajirobe's appearance, it is just literally what if like a, a ronin, but kind of fat. Mm -hmm. I just like, I, I described him as the caveman samurai. Yeah, which is like a ronin, right? Like the, the yeah. classic traveling unkempt samurai swordsman who's actually quite powerful, but a bit pudgy. Mm. Yes. Well, you, I think the bit pudgy just comes with Toriyama. I mean, he's also like this only mm. slightly taller than Goku. Yeah, he is an incredibly <laughs> squat man. Yeah. Com uh, pure compact beat. Yeah. But Yajirobe puts one hand on his katana and just starts like zigzagging, serpentine, dodging all of Symbol's attacks before doing a quick draw right in Symbol's face. He just jumps back sheathes the sword and then symbol falls in half fucking dead with goku a, like a death is, girdle and everything yeah goku is impressed and so am i i was not expecting yachirobi to win this fight uh cut to piccolo who is feeling also, ill he, he wins it not like okay he he fucking destroys symbol yeah. like it, it is like a i'm done goodbye complete victory yeah. he took one hit and then just destroyed this man. Dragon. Thing. Beast. Yeah. Cuts a Piccolo who's feeling ill as he feels Simple die. Like, he has a... As established next episode, like, very plainly, he has a telepathic connection with all of his children. So he feels it when they fucking die. Uh, which made me sit here and be like, does Kami feel it too? We haven't gotten to Kami yet. Questions, questions. And that's where this episode ends. It's with Yajirobe getting 
the first kill on one of Go Piccolo's children. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, for real. Now I get why this guy could take out Vegeta's tail. <laughs> <laughs> and only the tail. And only the tail. And fucking cuts fucking Vegeta's back. Oh yeah, he does land a second hit on Vegeta. Yeah, he fucks Ooh. up Vegeta. He does, like... Yeah, but then Vegeta beats the ever-loving shit out of him. Yeah, of course. That's yeah. that's Vegeta in that whole arc is, can I beat the shit out of everyone? Yeah, I can. But it's gonna <laughs> hurt me. Yeah, I'm gonna get yeah. my tail cut off. But that's the end of episode 105. So now we're on episode 106. Terrible tambourine. Oh, Love so a terrible. Yeah. This one opens with Yajirobe like roasting up the chopped up bits of symbol. It is <laughs> like, honestly he is horrifying. Yeah, he has now cut his arms off, his head off, like his legs. Like uh, it is scary oh. because symbol is sentient and Yajirobe does not hesitate to just turn him into meat. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of implications to this like if Yajirobe saw one of those bear men if Yabjirobi was hungry enough, would he eat the bear man, even though the and bear the man only is entirely is, sentient? Yeah, the only thing I can think is yes, after yeah. the evidence and then provided my next in this fear episode. is, if he's already that step close, like, we eat cows, but a cow doesn't walk up to me and go, hello, Chase, you're going to eat me, and I do not like this. <laughs> so I can, like, be once every... But if Yabjirobi, and he's killing the things that are talking to him, if Yabjirobi was like next to a human and was hungry enough would he kill the human and eat them i'm not gonna say no do you think he would have eaten i'm gonna goku say if yes he had won? if he had yes. won there is like a i think there's a good 75 percent chance yadrobi would have eaten him he's like there's that fish is still in there <laughs> i'm getting it one way or the other <laughs> the other yeah oh and this is when he explains to goku what breakfast means He's just like, yeah, you get lunch, dinner, breakfast, you know? You know? That's not the order of meals. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, first it's it's dinner, breakfast, lunch. Ah, I see, yeah. I see. I like this when, steak in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> this is what Goku has tried to tell Symbol, or tried to tell Yajirobe that eating Symbol is probably a bad idea. And he starts even going like, no, Yajirobe, no, like he's a dog. Uh, but Yajirobe just, like, cuts off a, like, chunk of symbol and just devours it. Dude, it's and he's so like, fucked up describing this. It yeah, really is. Tastes like chicken. Ugh. Then, Ugh. It was, yeah, it's then bad he just, watching it. It's somehow worse describing it. Right? Because then he just pulls the chunks of symbol off the spit, like, over the fire and just lays into him. Like, like, just, like, face first, just, like, nah, 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 like, like, dog, into when his Goku side. Goku knows this is a bad idea, you know you fucked up. Maybe Piccolo does right? have a point for killing the whole... <laughs> Piccolo all the fighters. Have you did nothing wrong. He just eats people. <laughs> they do cut to Goku's face while Yajirobe is just, like, going to town, and this is the first and probably last time we ever see Goku upset over <laughs> like, the eating of somebody else. disgusted. Yeah. yeah, Goku's like this. I have now understood the limits of eating and what we can do with it. <laughs> I I do enjoy the brief moments whenever Goku glimpses beyond the pale and sees himself the way other people see him whenever he's <laughs> eating. Right. This is when we cut to Piccolo, who's still trying to speak with Symbol, and then is like, "Well, it's certain then he's dead." 
Pilaf and co. try to offer some condolences, but Piccolo's like, y'all can't understand what I'm going through. I saw him spit his first slime. Which is, that is a line, verbatim. Mm -hmm. I saw him spit his first slime that I will think about until I die. I I love, like, grieving a pissed-off mother Piccolo. It's a good, I, I like this. Yeah. And then Pilaf and Co. are like, yeah, I guess Sybil didn't really mean much to us, so we don't really get it. And that, that just makes Piccolo more mad. <laughs> Hard cut to a city of animal people, like bear people, walking around, doing some fishing. A man gets, like, something big on the end of his fishing line, pulling out just this really big, like, tuna or something. And right before he can catch it as it's in the air, it gets stolen by none other than Girin. Who dun, Goku dun, faced dun. in the first tournament arc. Uh, the big dragon guy. The man's son yells at Girin, like, fucking damn, the ball's on this kid. Uh, but Girin devours it. Freezing. The animal people in the village are cowering. Apparently this is, like, a normal occurrence for them, that Girin will just, like, fly on down, like, just fuck with them. <laughs> just eat their fish. Eat them up, maybe. Do some crimes. Yeah. Crime Girin. But Girin starts shit-talking, and we see just really quick, and I, I like this as a detail, like, you just see the shadow of Tambourine, like, skirt over the ground behind Girin. Uh, like, they don't draw a ton of attention to it, but it's there. Mm -hmm. um, and Girin winds up to punch the father for his son's insolence, but is stopped as Tambourine grabs Girin's tail. Tambourine for the rest. Tambourine's like, yeah. Tambourine's like, you Garen, and he's like, yeah. He's like, you die, and then kicks him. Garen fights back, but even the blows he does land on, like Tambourine, only hurt Garen's hands. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> tambourine then beats him down, but Garen surprisingly isn't dead yet, which I have to say. Girin so far has probably put up the best fight against Tambourine. So he's far. He's a big dragon man. Yeah. Yeah. The bear child thinks Tambourine is a hero there to save them. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I was just like, oh, no. Good guy Tambourine uh, at it again. Yeah. Girin shoots his gum attack, which I literally wrote, like, I had paused it, and I was like, he shoots his gum attack, I don't remember the name, and then immediately he's like, that's my merry-go-round gum, and I was like, that was it, it was something stupid. Thank you. Hey, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, you can't bust out of that. Tambourine then bust out of that. Oh, uh, no. The little bit of effort. Yeah. Kieran then lands a hit. Like, just a legitimate, actual hit that hurts Tambourine. And Tambourine congratulates him on being the first to land any kind of significant blow before impaling him through the torso <laughs> with his bare hand. Sideways. Killing Kieran. Yeah, sideways. He goes the long way. <laughs> uh, the bear people thank Tambourine for liberating them from Girin. But Tambourine just fucking kills the bear father. And he's like, he turns to the bear like bear kid. And he's like, killing Girin was a job. I killed your dad for fun. And then leaves. Pretty good. Just like, fuck. That was pretty good. Yeah, I was like, that was pretty good. <laughs> Tambourine has some one-liners. That uh, child will be Granola one day. 
He's not a Cereolian. Uh, not yet. <laughs> no, please. We call it the Cerellian. It has all the Lord of the Rings knowledge in it. <laughs> God. God, no. TN no, and company no. are discussing the lead that Piccolo or Team Piccolo have on them. So they'll need a plan to slow them down. TN wants to dive in and just go fight him. But Roshi asserts that they need to think strategically if they're going to win. Just then, Roshi's dragon radar catches a blip, so they head toward it. Tambourine is now flying off to kill Yamcha, lamenting that this is going to be way too easy to be fun. It's like, damn, you haven't even met him yet, Tambourine. But he's not wrong. <laughs> he kind of is, as we'll see. <laughs> Yachirobi relaxes, happy to have gotten a big meal. Goku points out oh. that he'll have another monster to eat when Tambourine tracks down the Dragon Ball on his neck. Yajirobe is mad that Goku thinks he needs pointers from him. Yajirobe then lets him know that he graduated top of his clan, which he just, he goes on a little speech that was like, this is just like the Navy SEAL copypasta <laughs> thing, like the Dragon Ball version of it. He's like, I'll have you know I graduated top of my clan. <laughs> like, all this shit. And then I ate uh, everyone under me. And this is when Goku says that he's like Krillin, but with a nose and hair. <laughs> Which, what what does that mean, Goku? <laughs> oh, you know, he's like Krillin, except for the parts that make him Krillin. Yeah. Yajirobe thinks about what it'd be like to lose, like, his hair and his nose. Like, he just has the vision in his head. And he's like, hey, fuck off, <laughs> Goku, basically. Uh, Goku obliges, beginning to fuck off. But then turns around and heads back to be like, oh, hey, can I have your Dragon Ball so I can bring back my dead friend? Uh, Goku, Yajirobe's like, what? And then Goku has to give him the rundown of what the Dragon Balls do and are. Meanwhile, on the Pick-A-Blimp, Piccolo points to the Dragon Ball symbol was after when he was killed. How do you and feel he's about like, Pick-A-Blimp? How do you feel about it? Just for the, for the class. I feel pretty good about Pick-A-Blimp. Okay, thank you. That's all. Yeah, I feel very happy with all of these. Just wondering. Mm. He wants Yajirobe's head. Well, I mean, he doesn't know that it's Yajirobe, but he wants whoever's head of whoever killed Symbol. Uh, Piano's like, no one could have killed Symbol. Uh, the Pilaf gang are like, yeah. And Pico's like, oh, I'm sorry. I guess I was mistaken when I felt him literally fucking die. <laughs> Which, You're all idiots. Uh, this is when he says verbatim that he has a telepathic link with all of his children. Cut the tambourine. Weird. It's like looking around the island that Yamcha and everyone have taken Kame House to. And he's like, oh, I must have gotten lost. And cut over to Yamcha doing some like physical therapy, essentially just doing some light boxing. And the gang feeling assured like, yeah, we're not going to be found. And that's when Tambourine lands right in front of him. <laughs> and so they were the found. Yeah, Tambourine stands up and he's like, Hey, I'm super lost. Is there an island like really close to here with like a name? Like, it's like CT and some numbers. Yeah, he like gives some <laughs> coordinates or like something. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, this one was weird. And Yamcha's like, Oh yeah, I know what that is. It's like a couple miles. That was way too surfery. Yeah, I know what that is. It's like a couple miles that way. Tambourine is about to leave being like, Alright, thanks, stranger. I don't know how <laughs> these fuckers don't know what's about to happen. Door this. Which is when Bulma blurts, like, you know, that's funny. That's where we were before we moved here. Head <laughs> to which hand hits forehead so hard you can almost hear it. Yeah. To which Tambourine like stops, looks back at him, thinks for a second, he's like, 
you're Yamcha, right? <laughs> uh, so Yamcha's like, oh shit, you're King Piccolo's yes man. To which <laughs> the best moment of the episode of Tambri being like, yeah, wait, I mean, I'm not. I uh, shut up. Correct. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but she literally, yeah, he like falters for a second and then just yells, shut up. <laughs> like this, like, just like got him in some way. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's very much a like, you're incorrect, but I, I have to kill you no matter what happens here. So here we if, go. If I kill all of you, no one will ever know. <laughs> they fight and Yamcha does seem to be like close-ish. Like this is a even-ish match. Like Tambourine has the upper hand, but it's not like a lot of the other fights where it just ended quick or Tambourine was just fucking with his opponent the whole time. Like Tambourine seems to have to put in some effort here. Um, yeah. But Tambourine <laughs> still is definitely in charge. Launch tries shooting him, but uh, yeah, no, that doesn't work as nobody that thought tickles, it would. As you would put it. <laughs> I mean, imagine if she had just shot him and he fucking died. Like, oh. after all the other people we've seen get shot and it not affect them, just imagine. Well, that Launch was easy. just fucking kills Tambourine. She's like, Turns my out. one weakness, metal bullets. <laughs> Turns dies. out demons are allergic to lead. Who knew? Honestly, I would have fucking loved it if Tambourine had just gotten killed by Launch here. She had enough bullets and he's like, fuck, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> Tambourine like words. charges. Yeah. Tambourine like charges key into his right hand to do like a powered up like fist of death essentially well, onto yeah, he's, Yamcha. He's, he's, trying, he's trying to gear in Yamcha. Yeah, but with like energy around his hand this time. Like I don't think he had energy cackling around his hand or crackling around his hand when he did this to gear in. I thought he I did, like but the, maybe, maybe I like mistaken. a laughing energy. Yeah. Uh yeah, cackling. Uh, but then he gets a telepathic message from Piccolo being like, literally stop right now. Like, he just flies up to be like, I gotta take this. Yeah, once, one uh, sec. Don't y'all move. fuckers yeah. can't. You can't fly yet. Piccolo's like, symbol has been slain. <gasps> you need to go immediately to get symbol's killer. Fucking murder him. Which, I love that Piccolo's like, drop everything. This man killed my son and he must pay. Mm-hmm. Um, respect, mad respect. Tam, yeah, Tambourine's like, you get lucky this time, Yamcha, and then flies <laughs> away. Uh, meanwhile, oh, Roshi knows he must the house be, again. Yeah, <laughs> Roshi knows, like, all right, Dragon Ball's got to be here. Cut to Roshi, Tien, and Chaozu just on a fucking iceberg or like, you know, a glacier or In the some middle shit. Of nowhere. Yeah, which this will be a recurring theme with the Tien Roshi Chaozu thing is that it feels like we keep joining them in the middle of their adventures, Do which we just is stay with them. Yeah, honestly, I'm like I I would have loved a whole spin-off episode of just them. Like I was like of all the filler that they didn't do, it's weird that this one is the one they didn't do. Yeah. Um yeah. But he's like, but I don't see it. Uh like, they can't see where the Dragon Ball is. They just know it's there because of the Dragon Radar. Tien and Roshi is like, it's probably in that big old iceberg right there. So Tien blasts the iceberg to pieces. One one real and, quick note. They're in the middle of the Arctic, and Tien is still just wearing, like, his, uh, his like, tank top and just the baggy pants that he was wearing in the middle of the tropics. 
Yeah, he can't hide those guns. <laughs> what is cold? Yeah. This D&D, uh, this, this, not sorry, D&D, this, um, Yamcha broken leg shit. I'm not a big fan of it anymore, just I'm like, I just want to see Yamcha fight and shit again. Yeah, uh, which no. I mean, he did fight Tambourine pretty well, despite the broken leg. Which yeah, just I makes mean, me he did okay, and then he might... grabbed his leg, and then he was gonna die yeah. unless Piccolo stepped in. Mm. It does make me think, like, if Yamcha didn't have a broken leg, could he potentially beat Tambourine? No. I mean, so far, the no. only people we've... Like, Pic- Krillin get, got blindsided, so he didn't really have much of a chance. Um, And Goku Krillin was hungry. didn't get that blindsided, though. I yeah, guess he was, not. Krillin was the one who attacked him. That's right. And Krillin could definitely kick Yamcha's ass, and even a hungry Goku could utterly destroy Yamcha. Yeah, now I'm not convinced Krillin could beat Yamcha easily, just because even though Krillin's super strong, Goku was like so far leagues above him, I have no real idea what Krillin's strength is right now. Mm. Perhaps. He did did beat Chaozu, so I don't know if Chaozu was stronger than um, fucking Yamcha, but also... Tien was so far above Yamcha, I, the power scaling is weird to me at this point. That'll be a recurring theme in this franchise. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tien blows up the iceberg, and then Chaozu just, like, points at the Dragon Ball as it's just kind of glowing in the chunks of ice. And so Tien picks it up, and he's like, victory! <laughs> uh, we transition on their ball. That's a... Good transitions in these episodes for some reason. Uh, we transition from the ball in Tien's hand to the one around Yajirobe's neck, uh, who's still not quite grasping the power of the Dragon Balls. Goku is then like, I really, really want to wish my friend Krillin back and get revenge against his murderer. And that's when we see that Tambourine is swiftly approaching and the episode <gasps> ends. Oh um, no! <laughs> yeah. What will happen? I'm very excited to see what happens next time when Tambourine gets there. Maybe. Cut to episode 107, Tien's Atonement. Are we cutting to, like, we're going to it, or are we cutting to it like the episode's over, we went to the next episode? Yeah. There's not really really a cut there. Don't make it weird. It's really more like two separate credit sequences. Okay, one second. One, two, three. We're cutting to talking about it. Why do you do this? And we're back with episode 107, which- Tien's Atonement. <laughs> okay, one second. We're going to do it. We're taking it from the top one more time. We're just going to try it again. <laughs> more time. Okay. Hello, everyone. And and we're back cutting welcome to, to episode us 39. talking about oh, episode God, Terrible Everything's tambourine. falling apart. <laughs> episode 107, Tien's Atonement, in which Tien does some atoning. <laughs> we see... <laughs> A shot of birds scattling, scattling. God damn it! I've been, I've been destroyed. Ah, I've broken him. <laughs> That's you right, fucker. Of... It's my turn now. Uh, What's Master Roshi and Tien and Chaozu doing? Oh, we see a shot of birds scattering as a damn old timey sailboat with treads <laughs> on it, like tank treads on it, just fucking barrels through a forest. We then hear the maniacal laughter and see a large, like, paw tossing a Dragon Ball up and down in one hand and holding a huge rifle in the other hand. Cut to Roshi, (laughs) who's like, you sure you're not going to change your mind? Which, like, if you're feeling like you've you've missed a moment, so did I. I had to take a second to be like, wait, what? I love this. 
This is like, oh god, there's an episode of Venture Bros called like Escape from the House of Mummies Part 2, and there's (laughs) no part one. Like there's just a part two, and it literally just drops you in halfway through this weird adventure, and then they tease an escape from the House of Mummies Part Three that never happens. This has that energy. That's what the movie's gonna be. Yeah. God, I hope so. Oh, oh my God, that would be fantastic. Just escape from the House of Mummies Part Three. You wanted closure for the series? Nah, dog. We're going back and finishing this joke. Yeah. But cut to a shot of the guy, like the hand that we saw before, who's like a mixture between, he, like he's wearing like a samurai chest plate under like a long coat. He has like a mohawk and an eye patch. Like he's like a pirate samurai bear man. No, he just which, looks like the bear bandit from the like first episode. episode. Yeah, four. Yeah, but now he has like a peg leg and a gun and a yeah, jacket. Yeah, now he's and fuck, armor. he's been well, through yeah, some shit. Who ripped off his leg? Apparently. Yeah, and yeah. I'm wondering if this is supposed to be the same character. Probably not. Almost no, but this not. is a this is a great design. I love, <laughs> I love this character about design. this pirate. I had right? to imagine he is old bear thief turned to ways of land piracy by way of sailboat <laughs> on land. Right, um, I would watch a whole episode. After Yamcha left the desert, the bandit there was a bandit vacuum, and he stepped in to fill it. I would honestly watch a whole ass episode about like this guy and like them tracking him down. Because I'm like, this is such a bonkers ass like idea. Like, <laughs> I'm so here the, for honestly, it. Honestly, the B plot with Roshi and Tien going around the world is just way more interesting than anything Goku got going on. Can we just stay with them? Yeah. Uh. Which I want to know how much of this is filler and how much of it is manga, like of the Tien Roshi adventures. Um, uh, the, all the yeah. all the stuff with the one adventures is, is fucking all filler, baby. Yeah, I figured. All oh, filler, it's baby. so good. All filler. Baby. Honestly, the Tien subplot in this episode is pretty good. <laughs> we will disagree on this when we get to there, but <laughs> Fine. I enjoy the uh, uh, fun boat adventures. Yeah. But they're also, you know, they do feel fillery because it is like, here because comes tambourine. And then it's like, mm. here's run a boat. Yeah. And it's going but I, fast. Yeah. And... But don't worry, the pacing of this episode is already ruined because of Toriyama himself. Yay. Wait, really? Oh, I had to yawn, sorry. No, go ahead. No, what do you mean by that? We'll get we're to it. We're not there yet, but we're, we're not fine. there yet. Fine. Uh, the pirate guy tells them that he's not going to let go of the Dragon Ball. Uh, Tien tries to convince him again, but he won't budge because he's like, I don't know what a Dragon Ball is, but you guys really want it, so I'm going to guess it's worth a lot more than I think it is. Um, And he asks for a million zenny for it, which leads to my favorite bit of this entire episode, <laughs> which is Roshi's like, alright, hold on, like reaches into his pocket, pulls out his wallet, Starts just looking through it, and he walks over with his wallet just open to the pirate, and he's like, here, you can have it. Uh, which, as everyone, like, the pirate guy's whole crew is just watching, weapons drawn, as Roshi walks over, opens his wallet, and it's like, alright, you can have it. He's like, what's in there? He's like, a lottery ticket and a beer coupon. <laughs> Best I can do. <laughs> Powerful. <laughs> which, I legitimately laughed very hard at the <laughs> <laughs> Ah, but it's to one of the good beers. Mm-hmm. 
The pirate is not pleased. <laughs> the boat tank comes to a halt as the crew prepares to attack. A Roshi just comes across the audience. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Roshi rolls up his sleeves. Tien curls his fist. And then right before they all shoot their guns, he's like, Chiaotzu! And then Chiaotzu, like, puts a hand up. Hail of bullets come in at them. And there's just all this smoke from the gunfire and whatnot. Smoke clears as they stop shooting. Chiaotzu has just stopped all of the bullets in midair. Which looks <laughs> sick. Before Com- letting them just kind of fall to the ground. Completely unnecessary. The pirates- all bulletproof at this point. But it looks sick as hell. Oh, it does look sick as hell. <laughs> Uh, the pirates all fall to their knees, just fucking terrified. Oh, I the thought captain tries to go like, for killed them. No, I thought they all just kind of fall over, like, like start like bowing down, essentially, like just. Oh, I they all like got knocked out by Tian and everyone just very, but like you know, in a, f- a way they're fast. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I think they uh, all, all settle like very like quickly. You know, like it's like like they all fall down and like it shows Tian and like Roshi sort of like moving like they have yeah. stopped from doing something. Just like my intention was, they were. Yeah, like, I would just miss that. It's a, it's that a little, little vague, detail. but the implication is there. Thank I you. just assumed that they all were freaked the fuck out by this little telepathic vampire kid. You know, bit it's of A, bit of B. Off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the captain tries to go for a shot and only now realizes that his gun is missing and it is in Tien's hand. <laughs> like Tien had just moved so fast, he took it without him seeing. Imperceptible uh, to the human eye. Yeah. <laughs> Roshi walks up, and he's like, yeah, I bet you wish you'd taken that beer coupon now. Give me the Dragon Ball. And he just <laughs> hands it over, fucking dumbfounded. Uh, cut to Goku and Yajirobe walking through the desert. Goku tells Yajirobe, like, I'm only following you because since you have a Dragon Ball, Tambourine will eventually show up, try to get it, so I'm going to kill him when he shows up. <laughs> That's also, right. I still You're want the Dragon faint. Ball to bring my friend back. Yeah. <laughs> Biagirobi is dead set on selling the ball for a good price now that he knows it's worth something. Uh, Yajirobi starts walking faster, and Goku matches pace, and Yajirobi just breaks into a sprint, and Goku gives chase. Big, big, uh, oh, what's his name? Ninja Murasaki vibes. <laughs> yeah. Back to the Picocopter, Piccolo sees with rage, dead set on killing the bastard that killed his son, Symbol. Who he saw his first slime. I, I must make sure that we all remember this. Uh, Pilaf's gang are afraid for Pilaf's life. But Pilaf's like, oh, we're going to be fine. What do you think we got the fucking rice cooker for? I just then, love that he thinks he can just, like, shove Piccolo back into a rice cooker. Don't worry, I pop that thing back open, it goes right back in. Just, just like, like, boom, bam, open. we're done. Just gonna walk up yeah. to him, open it up, and be like, "All right, get in." Yeah. <laughs> I found you a new home, bitch. Yeah. I heard tale that if you open a container and say someone's name and they don't reply here, they go right back in. Master, that only works with the gourd. Yeah, but this is a rice cooker. That's kind of like a gourd, right? Rice cooker, electric rice cooker is just a gourd that you plug in. Oh shit! That's, That's what I've always take. been saying. Yeah. <laughs> Finally vindicated in my opinions. (laughs) Just then, Tambourine lets Piccolo know that there's no one at the last known location of the Dragon Ball. Pilaf and co. pull up the map, seeing that the Dragon Ball is now just fucking booking in one direction. 
cut to Yajirobe and Goku swimming at crazy speeds through the ocean. Yajirobe not slowing down at all as Goku keeps pace. Piccolo gives Tambourine their course. Goku continues to chase the caveman samurai across the world until they both just collapse. Um, excuse tired me, as hell. The, mount- the narrator keeps referring to him as Mountain Boy. This is very true. How old is Yajirobe? I feel like he's at least in his 30s. Young enough to be known as Mountain Boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, My let's- true. <laughs> <laughs> My lets Piccolo know that the ball has stopped and Piccolo gives Tambourine the new coordinates. Just a lot of just coordinates in these episodes. Uh, cut to Yajirobe and Goku standing in a stream. Yajirobe <laughs> catches a fish with his bare hands and then Goku does the same. Quick question. The two enjoy this- their... Does this look like the mountain range that Goku grew up in? Yeah. It feels more deserty to me than his mountain range. I don't know. It kind of looked like his. And then I had the follow-up question. Do you think Goku ever went back home in those three years? Like, do you think he no. set foot in his house? No. No. Almost certainly not, yeah. Hmm. I don't think anyway. Goku... I'll, I'll be honest. I bet Goku, it would take Goku a few years to refine that house. He's forgotten <laughs> where he lives. Because you gotta take us a wild adventure, right? That like He doesn't know how a fucking map works. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Man don't even know how to goddamn, he just learned how to read. Like a few I years mean, Goku back. Goku does just kind of remember where things are, though. Well, like, he, like he can remember where it is, right? But it would be like, he need to retrace all of his steps. I just don't think it's viable that he can do that anymore. I mean, he found Roshi's house, and that's in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, but like, he yeah. didn't say Nimbus, go back to Roshi's house. Mm, that's no, fair. he couldn't. Nimbus- he had to fly it. Nah, that Nimbus got mine of its own. It's doing most no. of the work. It's doing most of uh, the heavy it lifting. It does brain things, or well, I guess it did brain things. It's gotta do something. It keeps picking mm. him up. <laughs> against its best judgment. Do you yeah, the Goku Nimbus be alive it. again by now? Because, like, the Nimbus got blown up in the Red Ribbon arc, and then it just came back. Or yeah, I assume it'll, he'll just eventually say Nimbus, and it'll just, like, appear again. Probably. Give it a week. I mean, I know he flies on the Nimbus again in this series. He uses it in the beginning of Z, so... Yeah, no, yeah we'll just get there. It'll mm-hmm. just eventually... Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> mm. But, yeah... Goku and Yajirobe, they catch their fish, and the two enjoy their food next to a roaring campfire. Then Yajirobe stands up, does a little stretch, and just fucking bolts again immediately, which I found kind of funny. Just yeah, like, it's a good bit. All right, mm-hmm. eat this fish, get our bellies full, running, 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 <laughs> immediately again. Uh, he sees some jagged rocks sticking out of the river and escapes. Which, yeah, he just, like, jumps from rock to rock, but he does, like, a little kick on one as he goes to damage it just enough that he can still jump off of it, but it immediately just evaporates when Goku steps on it, sending Goku into the rushing water and over a waterfall. Which Yajirobe seems to be like, that'll stop him, (laughs) ha ha. Which I'm like, does Yajirobe think he killed him? Although I think Uh, at this point, after they fought... he lost him. Yeah, because I say at this point after they fought, he probably knows Goku is strong enough to not die to this. He just he doesn't know um, Goku has a dragon radar though. Yeah, Tambourine has re- he doesn't know what a dragon radar is. He didn't even know what the Dragon Ball was. <laughs> uh, Tambourine has reached their abandoned campfire, just kind of kicking at the ashes, uh, trying to track them. 
cut to Piccolo watching Yajirobe move across the ocean again. And he's like, Tambourine, your target is on the move. And gives him, like, his bearings, essentially. Cut to Tien, Roshi, and Chaozu at an old western town, having followed the dragon radar to some random shack. Tien goes first, knocking on the door. He starts to ask about the Dragon Ball, but is shocked when he recognizes the man inside. Chaozu seems worried, but Roshi's like, Ah, oh, they know each other. That's fun. <laughs> this will make this easy. Yeah. Goku is back on the move, using his dragon radar to track Yajirobe. Yajirobe's taking a more leisurely pace, since he thinks no one is on his tail at this point, eventually coming to rest on a haystack on the back of a cart. Back to Tien, who comes face to face with this man in the, like, shack, uh, who's limping toward him with the help of a cane. He tells Tien he wishes he could forget him, but is reminded of his face every time he moves. We then see a flashback of some fighting tournament where Tien and the man fought, and Tien brushing aside a referee who's telling him, like, this fight's done, you won, goes in and just brutalizes this guy. He specifically breaks man, his knee, which I guess mm. is just kind of his signature thing. Yeah, that's his that's his signature oh move. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe Tien would do that. Tien kneecapper Shinhan. Wait, Tien mm. would hurt someone like that? <laughs> yeah. That's fucking crazy. The man then tells Tien that it took two years for him to recover enough just to get back to his home. That is the a man's wife. <laughs> yeah, poor man's wife is, <laughs> Fuck, yeah. bud. <laughs> <laughs> the man's wife is in the other room, presumably calling the police. Uh, Tien says... It's been two I'm, years, he's here to finish the job. <laughs> <laughs> Tien's like... I'm sorry about your injuries, but I was a different person back then. To which the man says, so was I. I could walk without a cane. Got him. Like, yeah, fucking got him. Roasted and toasted. Uh, Tien asks for his Dragon Ball, but the man refuses to hand it over, even if he did know what that was and have it. Uh, outside, you just see Chaozu and Roshi just chilling on a log, being like, what, what's taking him so long? <laughs> Uh, when it looks like the freaking army pulls up. <laughs> yeah, uh, they did just call just like, the National Guard on TN. It's just like, damn, his wife has some strong connections. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or everyone there T- is, knows of this story has been waiting for this moment. <laughs> yeah, assuming that TN was going to come kill him at this some point. This motherfucker's coming back. Yeah. TN approaches the man asking for the Dragon Ball, but the man draws a gun on him. That's when the army bust in, accusing Tien of murdering the martial artist around the world. Tien knows it's a lie, trying to assert that he isn't a killer, but no one will listen. The police I mean, try to restrain him. He hasn't killed anyone yet. That was yeah, kind he's of never, the whole he's point. never been a killer. He's That's, never killed. Yeah. I'm sure he's a dick, but he's not a murderer. Yeah, he is an exceptional dick. This is like extremely mm. flimsy evidence. Oh, yeah. Also, the policeman sounds like Mr. Satan. It is. It's just. I Mr. also Satan wrote that as a down. cop. Yeah, okay. it is certainly the same voice actor <laughs> doing uh, doing a very the similar same voice. voice. The yeah. same voice. Yeah. 
Just like, I know that you're the one who killed all these people. I'm a cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the origin story of Mr. Satan. <laughs> yeah, Mark Satan was just a regular <laughs> old fucking cop police until officer. Until he saw Tien and Roshi and was like, shit, I can do this martial arts shit. <laughs> he was just an ordinary cop running in, yeah. waving his gun around in someone's house, maybe losing in a, full, <laughs> a few bullets. Who knows? Just a regular cop doing regular things. <laughs> yeah. I will say... Uh, Mr. Satan's canonical first name is in fact Mark. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think at some point Toriyama decided that he'd changed it to Hercule or he acknowledged the Hercule name in some way and I can't quite remember. Yeah, like a, like Hercule, a nickname or something? Mark Hercule yeah. Satan? Yeah, because like Hercule is a dubism. Like they changed that name just thinking Western kids wouldn't because be okay they with a character just because they Mr. couldn't Satan. use Mr. Satan in the 90s on American television. I do find it funny that they didn't change Videl's name, which Videl's name is just an anagram for devil. Look, the censors aren't that smart. No. I think either that or they didn't think anyone else would quite put that together. Um, but yeah, cops try to restrain him and TN just knocks him off. They all, like, point their guns, Tien is getting ready to fight, but that's when Roshi calls for everyone to stop. One cop immediately puts a revolver against Roshi's head, but the chief of police, Mr. Satan Cop himself, uh, runs up and he's like, that's Master Roshi, he's king of martial artists, which is a title that Roshi has never been called but until now. But doesn't deny either. No, I mean, would you? <laughs> uh, Roshi then asserts that Tien is not a killer, and he's here with him. Uh, which I have to point out, in this episode, like, Tien has now just started referring to Master Roshi as Master. Yep. Which is like, yeah, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, the cops stand down. Tien once again asks for the Dragon Ball, but the man tells him to just tear the place apart. That's how he usually would work. And this is when Tien instead... Drops to his hands and knees, bowing low, uh, telling him, begging him for forgiveness, even telling him that he can break both of his arms if he wants, but he just needs the Dragon Ball. The man forgives Tien after seeing this earnest display and then offers them the Dragon Ball when his son wakes up, which we cut to his son in his, like, little crib holding the Dragon Ball. Uh, I like this. I, th I like this more. I would for like Tien. this more if it had to do with Yamcha. Like, yeah, I, I feel like that's where, it, like, they literally invent the same character Yamcha is right now, mm -hmm. and then are like apologize to this new character, and I'm like, just apologize to fucking Yamcha. <laughs> yeah, but he already <laughs> sort of did that. Yeah, he already sort of did that, but like, I, yeah. So like, a part of me is like, kind of like, he, yeah, he kind of did, and Howard's gonna make a new character for him to do it again. But and this I'm time like, he's bowing. Yeah, this time he's bowing. And I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice. Like, I don't think it's like a bad I mean, I just metal, like but it just feels like... Superfluous? Yes, that would be the word I'd use yes. for it. But I do like the beat of, like, if we're going to do some filler here, at least there's, like, some character driving yes. moment. Yeah, at it. least yes. there's, like, something happening that's mm -hmm. at least somewhat... Yeah. Is it fucking dumb it... and trite yeah. and super fucking, like, yes. shoehorned in here? Aw, oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> but is it at least, like, nice... Yeah, but it, but it like lands the, relatively yeah. well. I like the the structure of these little vignettes of Tien and Co. Though of like, 
here's like a little bit of adventures they're going on but then this last one is a little more heartfelt with like mm-hmm. Tien having to face who he was and like humble himself a little bit in the quest to hopefully gain forgiveness as yeah, and he's since, changing yeah, and becoming a new character. We fucking slammed on the brakes of pacing because of fucking Yajirobe and Goku's chase across the I'm world. I'm just saying, if we had a little less chase, we could have a little more pirate cat. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, there's there, we could no, have fit a whole lot of if fucking they, more things in this goddamn fucking mush. And is fucking Yaj- pause it! I'm guessing the Yajirobe chase is in the manga. Yeah. Yeah, because that feels like after the Miyazaki or Ninja Miyazaki thing, this feels like something like a, a well that Toriyama would try to go to twice. I can't believe uh, this shit fucking happened. Mm. <laughs> mm. mm. this, this is the A plot of the episode. Yeah. Oof. Cut to Yajirobe sleeping in a cart, like in the in the cart from before, when a key blast just fucking destroys the cart. Uh, the old farmer. man who is driving is thrown, coming to his bearings as fucking tambourine lands right next to him. And he's like, you kill Symbol? <laughs> <laughs> I love that he just assumes the old guy killed him. Yeah. Just then, Yajirobe gets to his feet and tambourine spots the Dragon Ball necklace. Oh, he's that like, makes ah, a lot more sense. You killed Symbol. The old man just fucking books it. He's like, I've had it with this weird bullshit. <laughs> like, runs off. Uh... Yajirobe's like, oh shit, Goku was telling the truth about the fucking monster. And then has a cost-effective flashback of the moment from the beginning of this exact same episode. Earlier, of Goku that telling very him, same episode. <laughs> uh, just then, as Tambourine and Yajirobe are like standing opposite one another, you just hear like, wait! And Goku comes running in, having finally caught up. Tambourine legitimately sees Goku and is like, wait, you're dead. I killed you. You are not supposed to be alive. (laughs) Which I love. Like, not like shocked or stunned, but like more like, no, 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 you're dead. What the fuck? This is bullshit. (laughs) That kind of feeling. I'm getting sloppy. Mm. Uh, Goku tells him that he's going to make him fucking pay. And Yajirobe's like, all right, Goku, you can kill Tambourine. As long as I get to eat him. No, 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 not again. It's like, fuck, Please, no, why? stop. <laughs> I'm gonna eat what? every one of these demons. And I'll gain their power. It's I like will eat every Fieri, demon I find. Yeah. <laughs> Tambourine laughs, wondering, like, Hey, how are you gonna stand a chance? I beat the crap out of you in our last fight. Goku... With no hint of any kind of sarcasm or anything, like, joke or just a 100% deadly serious look on his face. Like, I was hungry then, but I'm full now. <laughs> like, oh, which fuck. is so... It was so fucking funny. It's and that's the moment. a weird yet completely true line. And it just yeah. hits so well. And that's the moment we end on. Is him being like... I'm not hungry anymore. <laughs> and I wonder if he'll get his revenge in the next episode, Goku's Revenge. So stay tuned for next time. Who knows? Fucking fucking next episode spoilers, goddamn son of a bitch. <laughs> I like these episodes. Yeah. They're pretty good. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no. This is a, a lot better even with some of the pacing halts that we have, 
Mm. Um, it had a lot more moments. Well, it didn't have as bad of pacing, at least to me, as the first three episodes did. No, the, the, this is the definitely chase, an improvement. The chase dragged on way longer than it should have. But other than that, it moves at a pretty good. These three move at a pretty good clip. Mm-hmm. And the TNB plot, no matter how contrived it felt in this episode, I still thought was good enough moments that I was like, all right, I'm still in. Yeah. I'm still invested in this episode. Yeah. And Although, wa- I watching still... these episodes, I can see why Yajirobe didn't really stick around as a character. He's just kind of Goku, but more boring and mean. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have a ton going for him. He never really um, does. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. We all remember Yajirobe from Dragon Ball Z. He's there yeah, which is, for and like the fucking beginning, and then you kind of just shove him to the side forever. Yeah, occasionally yeah. delivering beans. He's the Sinsu Bean Man. Yeah, he's the Bean Man, yeah. Bean Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for who was going to make the TFS reference. That's first. like I I legit think that's their best joke is Bean Daddy. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean I love that they decide to build a subplot into all the movies of like Corin and Yajirobe's relationship slowly building. Yeah, it's <laughs> it just good. like they. De- I like I love that they decided that that needed to be the through line. It is great, <laughs> um, but I assume yeah, he will no. appear in filler. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure if Yajirobe also shows up in Super. For like a very small amount, and it's just future Yajirobe. Uh <laughs> which was such a when I was watching Holy that shit, arc was such a Yeah, it was such a whiplash to be like, wait, Yajirobe's here? <laughs> <laughs> uh he didn't just survive the androids, he survived the Boo like stuff. Well, Boo never gets summoned in that future, but to yeah, Bora and stuff. I was about to say, didn't Trunks ice them pretty quick in the future? Yeah, no, Trunks actually successfully stops Boo from, form, like, getting back. Yeah, uh, he successfully doesn't fuck everything up yeah. consistently. Yeah, though, Trunks, the though competent in the, character. How can I put this? He does stop Boo from forming, but in the process gets uh, Elder Kai killed, which kills Beerus in his universe. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, so it's Whoops. not without a big asterisk on his competence. <laughs> <laughs> um... But really makes you think about how confident is, the fucking Kai's are in that world. Not yeah. the answer is not at all. <laughs> but Yajirobe also survives Goku Black's onslaught. Like <laughs> Yajirobe is a scrapping survivor, if nothing else. Yeah, because he was in, except for the time where he in the 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 part where fucking the cell saga shit where fucking what's trunks comes back in time. In his timeline originally, that motherfucker dies. Um Yajirobe is Trunks? shown being killed by the androids before Trunks mm. goes back in time to save him. Yeah, they else. very quickly lampshade that in Super as being like, he had one sensu bean on him. Oh, well, yeah. managed to eat that and survive. Oh, Incredible. Okay. Incredible. They do, I don't know <laughs> yeah. how he does Yeah, because he did fucking die. They show his sword breaking in half and him being fucking beamed. Yeah, they, like, very, very quickly, like, one line of dialogue lampshade that moment. Yeah, don't worry, <laughs> I got I was... a bean on me. <laughs> you don't want to keep those things on me. Well, I think, like, they say, like, potion. I mean, since basic, yeah, basically 18, like, blasted him through where he had, like, his bean pouch, but, like, one wasn't in it or, like, fell out. Like, he and just had powerful. one left, so he couldn't save anybody else, but he saved himself. <laughs> powerful moment uh, in life. But, yeah. Anyway... 
No, Yajirobe is like good for a gag, like a little bit, like, but not. He doesn't have enough unique going on for him to be main cast to stick around for like. more than like a little bit. There's a sick yeah, mustache which, like, in GT though, so that's all. That's he does. <laughs> doesn't everybody? Yeah, a lot of people just have mustaches in GT. I'm realizing he looks a that a lot now. like fucking Sancho from Dragon Quest Four or Five. I think it's yeah. Four. Which it's like, like Yachir- you just go ah, there's where the, <laughs> there's where the design came from. <laughs> yeah, Yajirobe has a mustache. Vegeta has a mustache until he shaves it, which was the worst decision. Vegeta should have kept the mustache, and I will <laughs> die on that hill. I need to see the Super <laughs> Saiyan mustache, right? Uh, and then like fucking Krillin grows a mustache at one point oh, in I GT. Everyone just mustache. Oh wow, yeah, everybody does yeah. get a mustache. Yeah, I don't know why they decided for GT, and I can't say Toriyama did it because he didn't do most of those character designs. See, that, see, that's how you know time has passed. They grew facial hair. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. that you know, that is something we all use. That and Bulma's mm-hmm. hair changed, which is really the only true to, or way to tell the time has passed in the series is Bulma's hairstyle changing. I think Bulma has like crow's feet in GT as well, like a little bit. Um, because she is not a Saiyan and therefore actually ages. Yeah, but she has the Dragon Balls. I refuse. I refuse to believe that a woman that rich and with access to one free wish a year will ever age. Ah, uh, I won't comment on that until we get to Dragon Ball Super Broly. <laughs> but oh, it's okay. You know what? Fuck it. Spoiler. But we've been spoiling the reason... literally everything, dude. Oh yeah, no. The reason Bulba is looking for the Dragon Balls in Broly, because it's established that she had gathered, like, six of the seven, is she wants to use them to, like, make herself five years younger in appearance. Not any more than that, because she knows that if she does too much more than that, people will notice and think she got, like, plastic surgery done. But five years, she can, like, play off. (laughs) And therefore establishing that she might have been periodically doing this for a while. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah. Which leads to the best joke as they cross-cut this with Frieza's army asking him why he wants the Dragon Balls. And he reveals that he wants the Dragon Balls so that he can wish to be five centimeters taller. <laughs> because people think he's short. But if he does more than five centimeters, people will know something's up. So he wants it to be like, maybe he's still growing. <laughs> And it's it's incredibly funny. <laughs> Toriyama, you've done it's, it again. It's the pettiest fucking reason that puts like all the characters on a crash course with each other, and I love every moment of it. <laughs> Commander uh, Red but still anyway. being felt felt after all this time. Yeah, but that's like the best version of that bit is that is the cross cut bit between Bulma and Frieza. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, on the uh, back to these episodes, um, as that's way down the line that we're gonna get to that shit. Uh, yeah, no, I I enjoyed these episodes, and now I'm like, okay, we're we're kind of starting to get into the swing of this a little more, and now we've got Goku and Tambourine getting ready for round two, so I'm curious to see how that goes. I don't know. I feel like decent odds Goku will win this fight this go around. Probably, he's not hungry anymore. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't think Tambourine is a deep enough character that we're going to keep him around for too much longer in this arc. Probably not. Um, No. Now he, the real question is, is Piccolo 
going to catch up to Tien, Roshi, and all them before well, uh, Goku catches up to Piccolo. It's hard to tell, because after Goku's revenge, the next episode's <laughs> Goku versus King Piccolo, so I am i don't know exactly what's going to happen Who after the say? episode of, of Goku's revenge, but I've got a sneaking suspicion. All I'm saying is the fight mix of King Piccolo's thing fucking slaps. And if you think oh, he yeah. might get the other people, don't look at that third episode title. It's Piccolo Closes In. So, again, <laughs> I don't want to say that the game has been given away, but I am going to be the asshole and say I hate these episode <laughs> titles every time. They're not as bad as, like, the original Japanese titles can be sometimes. Because, like, Super, when they dubbed that, they decided to just, like translate one-to-one the Japanese titles and use those as the episode titles? Oh, you want to know what the literal titles are for the three episodes I'm talking about? So for Goku's Revenge is The Great Demon King Piccolo Descends. Get fucked, Tambourine, on this one. (laughs) Uh, Goku versus King Piccolo was... Yeah, no, no, that's just my color commentary. For Goku versus King Piccolo, it's Goku versus King Piccolo, but it's Son Goku versus Great Demon King Piccolo. Okay. For Piccolo closes in is hang in there, son Goku. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, it's not as bad as uh, I, the one episode I'm thinking of in particular is probably my favorite episode of Super. But they give away exactly what happens, and it like it opens with like Vegeta squaring up to fight Jiren in the Tournament of Power, and basically being like, "I'm not going to fail to you." And then it cuts to the title, and like a fucking sunny bit. It's like a proud warrior to the end. Vegeta falls. And I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen. Who can say? God. I'm like, I know Vegeta wasn't going to win this fight. I know it. But you can at least not turn it into a like, ba, 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 da, 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 like sunny bit. <laughs> it is that level of like, a, it's always sunny bit happening. Look, all I'm saying is they knew the t- episode's title when they wrote the script for this episode. They had to do the lead in for it. And they went funny. They did. But yeah. Uh, and that's another thing also. Like all the titles are like two sentences. And that like one, the first one's a question and then the other one has an exclamation point. And I don't know why that's the naming convention for Dragon Ball Super. It's just how it is, man. You know, <laughs> yeah. they're excited, but they're a little confused. The mm. duality of man. Sometimes I feel like a question mark. Other times I feel like an exclamation point. Oh God, also, they do this to Vegeta twice, because I'm realizing they have, like, I don't know if they quite do it that level, but they have the episode where Vegeta, as Majin Vegeta, is going to go fight Boo, and he's like, I'm going to be the one to kill you, or something along those lines, and then the title sequence says, Vegeta's sacrifice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's still ambiguous as to whether he wins. That is fair. But yeah, uh, these episodes, they were fun. I guess there isn't too much to say about them because we keep talking about everything else. <laughs> um, but they were good. Like, yeah. they, these weren't bad. They're definitely gearing up for, like, okay, let's get into it, which I'm hoping this next episode we get into it um, a little more. You mean but the I was Demon less King like. Descends? Yeah. I was less frustrated than. I, like I said, the last one, like, it was a little frustrating, but it definitely felt like there was a good chunk of it that was like, let us get all the exposition out now. Like, let's just get all of it out immediately, which I'm like, you probably should have just woven this in along with the rest of the plot to make it a little more bearable instead of just hitting us with Roshi explains it all for like 20 minutes. Um, 
But yeah, I'm I'm now excited to see. We've got some forward momentum going. We've brought Yajirobe into the fray, which Yippee. like, yeah, I, he's I, I already feel him slipping into the background. I don't think he is going to be important much longer. Um, but he's fun. Definitely good for a good bit or two. Um, but yeah, that's that's these three episodes, and then we're getting ready to. Getting to apparently Piccolo and Goku round one on the next yeah. WSP. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ooh. How will Goku do in this fight when he's less hungry? Almost certainly <laughs> poorly. We'll find out on the next WSP. But yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. Bye. 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 Stop recording now. Even just don't.